that somebody else has been watching for you. Um, it's it's finished. I've, I've dealt with you, and uh, there have been plagues that have come uh, to Egypt, but you've rejected my uh, you've rejected my people's plea, and it's over. It's midnight, and so I'm going to say that midnight is uh, when the average person has entered into his deepest level of sleep. Uh, this level of sleep is called delta sleep or slow wave uh, sleep. And it's during this phase that body temperatures, heart rate falls, the brain uses less energy. Everything slows down during this deep, slow wave period of sleep. Now, uh, your body goes through several sleep cycles during the night, but the deepest sleep comes during that middle of the night. Now, Jesus told this story, Matthew 25, verse 1, said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And the five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made. I wonder if somebody would say at midnight. At midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. I'm going to say when a person is asleep, they have no knowledge of what is happening around them. I'm just going to say that's one reason that death is referred to as sleep because the Bible said the dead know not anything. It's when you go to sleep, you're not conscious of passing time. You're not conscious of who's moving around in the other part of the house or you, you, when you wake up, it's as though you went to sleep one moment ago and now you're awake. So they don't have any knowledge of what's happening around. Uh, the person who's asleep has no ability to concentrate on needs or to make decisions. They are powerless to act. They're helpless to defend themselves or to escape danger. A sleeping person misses any event that is happening. You know, it doesn't matter if it's something as simple as a sunrise. Folk, you just can't get up at the crack of noon and plan to see sunrise this morning. If you were asleep at sunrise, you missed it. You, you just wait for another event. You know, if you've ever been out at sea for sunrise, it is it's like instantaneous. It's dark. There's a little bit of glow on the horizon, but suddenly 
the sun is there and it's like blasting its light. And uh, you ever been in the in the mountains? Remember one year uh, youth camp we were up in in the mountains at campground there, and they had a little a little place built on a, an overlook. It was huge. Uh, you could just look out across the vast place in the mountains, and uh, they had built a little uh, a little stone place with some benches. And went out that morning and had an early morning devotion so that we could see when the sun came up over the treetops and the valley was filled with mist, uh, the, the steam was rising. And, uh, but see, if you slept through that, you're not conscious of anything when you're asleep. It doesn't matter if a parade passes your house, if you're asleep, you missed it. If the president knocked on your door and came in for coffee, if you got enough coffee for all of his uh, security detail, if you were asleep, you missed it. It's uh, and so that sleeping person misses any event that's happening. A sleeping person misses any appointments that were scheduled for that time. You know, if you if you wake up and say, oh, no, I was supposed to be at the doctor's office. That's all right. Somebody else is in there now. He may he may send you a bill for it, but you can't get in there now. Because you see, when when we're asleep, it. For us, stops time. It stops activity. Um. And now, my purpose for this is, my spiritual application is this. These two stories illustrate the coming of the Lord for His church. The typology is that He's going to come at midnight. I'm going to tell you, because it's going to be the end of the day of grace. It's going to be when many are sleeping and not conscious, not watchful, not staying awake, not, you know, not guarding the treasures. Jesus said if if the you know if the master who had known what hour the thief was going to come, he'd have stayed up and guarded. He wouldn't have let the thief come in and spoil his house. But since he was asleep, he lost all of his goods. Jesus was with his disciples. I'm going to read something from Matthew 24. Verse 3 said, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Have you ever seen something similar to that? Ever a... Ever watch somebody in a long white robe walking down the side of the road, dragging a cross with them? Now, in all fairness, you know, the person may say, look, I'm just doing this in memory of what Jesus did for me. I'm doing it as, you know, as a, a statement of, you know, my appreciation. Uh, understand that there was a, 
man like that dressed in robes. He was in the park, and, and he was claiming to be Jesus. A little girl came up to him and said, let me see your hand. And she said, no, you're not Jesus. You don't have any nail scars. Uh, we were at General Conference one year out in Salt Lake City. There was a guy, long robes, intentionally it looked like homespun. He let his hair grow. He had a pickup truck with a camper bed built out of plywood. Had a padlock on him. Had some of his disciples with him. And they were out there after church service was over one night at General Conference. And, and uh, I mean, these disciples were acting like they thought he was Jesus Christ. And, and uh, he was, you know, he, he had uh, that aura of, uh, you know, I'm, you just don't know who I am. And he, he's, he was trying to ask questions that would befuddle uh, saints of the Lord. I wanted to say, uh, hey, how are you feeding all these guys? And why do you put a padlock on the back of your camper shell when you get them inside? You padlock them in that camper shell. Go from place to place. I don't think he got his money out of a fish's mouth. I don't think he could do that. Uh, I, I just, I wonder, I wonder if they were snorting something. Jesus said, uh, this don't apply. Y'all forgive me, but there were, no, maybe I shouldn't. It was a preacher that was bald-headed, but his son thought he'd been snorting Rogaine because he had enough hair coming out of his nose. Should have been on his head. See, that didn't apply. And I'm sorry, Jesus, Lord, I'm sorry that. I'm just going to say, they said, Lord, tell us what. And he said, well, the folks are going to claim to be Jesus. And they're going to deceive some folk. And he said, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. And you see, we've been having that as long as there's been history, hadn't it? Wars, rumor, rumors of wars. Uh, don't be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and many people thought world war ii was going to be the last one the war to end all wars but it wasn't the last one and there is constant war going on somewhere around our globe there's unending war going on now and he said there nations be against nation kingdom be Against kingdom, there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. We've seen all of that. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And I'm just going to say that it may not be so serious right here. Yet in the U.S. of A. But we have preachers. We have missionaries that we can't put them on social media. If they come to our church, you don't want them on. We don't want you to put them on your cell phone. We don't want you to put uh, something on, on your iPad about them. We, we don't want you to put something on your Facebook account because somebody's monitoring Facebooks and and, and uh, 
it may not be happening here, but we have people that are dying because of the name of Jesus Christ. The, uh, and it says, many will be offended and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. And then he gives a little bit more. When you see, therefore, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. He says, whoever reads, let him understand. Uh, and he's speaking of a, uh, of a period of time of the Antichrist. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation such, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I've told you before, wherefore, if they shall say to you, Behold, he's in the desert, don't go there. Behold, he's in the secret chamber, don't believe it. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see him the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sign of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And you see, after listing a lot of these events, untold, uh, end time events, he gave his disciples a hint of something else. Because you see, a lot of these things, he said, uh, you know, you're going to see all this, but it's not yet. A lot of stuff's going to be happening, but I want to give you a little clue. I want to narrow it down a little bit for you. And so he gave them an event that would happen. He said, now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now there's been uh, some debate over a period of time, but almost every Bible commentator agrees with the thought that when he said, now learn a parable of the fig tree, when his branch is yet tender, when he puts forth his leaves, you know, summer's nigh, that it referred to Israel becoming a nation again after those hundreds of years of being scattered. I'm just going to say that that happened in 1948. That was the year I was born. This Bible, Jesus said, 
this generation shall not pass away until all of this is finished. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Now, I know uh, the scripture speaks of the years of man, three score and ten. And if, you know, if if he gives us more than that, you know, but that that wasn't and that that wasn't saying that's the definitive only number. He said it might be more than that. But basically about 70 years is is what he was saying. That's that's the years that man Sort of an average. 1948 was 72 years ago. And I'll just tell you, Jesus said, look, they said, tell us, when are these things going to come to pass? He said, I'm, well, I'll give you a whole list of stuff. And I mean, a lot of it's going uh, to happen for a while. Don't worry, it's, that's not the end. But I'm going to tell you, when you see this, when you see the fig tree budding, you need to know that this generation is the last generation. So after making that declaration that here's, here's a little key for you to zero in on, he explained that people would be going on with their life as normal without knowledge that the end was near. The next verse, he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came. And took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I'm just going to say that there will be great spiritual darkness. When the church leaves the earth. Now in case somebody thinks I'm getting in a rut. And I know last week I talked about the coming of the Lord. But I talked about what it's going to be like here on earth. After the church is gone. When he who leadeth is taken away. It's going to be bad news folk on this earth when the church is gone but I'm talking about something to uh, I'm talking about leaving here at midnight I'm talking about getting out of this place I'm, I'm not you see the folks that are left behind gonna have to deal with that on their own because I'm planning I'm planning to be on this flight Jude said this Verse 17, he said, But beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own lust. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to identify us where we are. I'm going to identify that we're living in midnight. There's spiritual darkness now. There's going to be mockers walking after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves. In other words, even some who were part of the knowledge of his goodness and his promises and his coming are going to separate themselves and even become mockers. But you, I'm going to show there's, here, here's this balance. He said, look, a lot, there's going to be darkness, but I want you to keep the light. Don't, don't lose the light. He's saying I'm, I'm, there's going to be a lot of darkness out there. But you, beloved, 
building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. When I was a young person, I was praying for the Holy Ghost. I was in, all, I was in Louisiana. My uncle had started a home missions church there. He was the pastor, and there was having a revival, and I was in the altar. And my cousin had also received, had already received the Holy Ghost, and he was praying for me. And he was praying for me, and he said, he said, then let the Lord have your heart. He said, there are people in hell that are praying for you right now. He was talking about the story that Jesus told rich man and Lazarus and, and the rich man said, oh, would you send him over here with a drop of water to touch my tongue and, 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 and the voice echoes back across that chasm. There's a great gulf between us. We can't, we can't travel back and forth. And the rich man said, well, would you send somebody to my brothers? I got some brothers. Would you send some? Well, they... It, it, you, you know the answer came. Well, they've got folks. They got they got preachers. They got oh, but they'd probably listen if Lazarus would come back from the dead. No, they wouldn't listen. You you know what happened? Jesus let a Lazarus come back from the dead one time. You know what the Bible said? There were people that wanted to find him and kill him again because he was testimony of God's miraculous power. He was he was saying, hey, somebody in hell's praying for you, Theron. You need to get the Holy Ghost. Peter wrote this, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. We talk about mockers. Scoffers, walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. He said no, it was the word of God that brought this land and the water, and it was the word of God that let the flood come and destroy them. He said, but the heavens and earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, here's the balance. We, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. 
Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. He just said in these verses, they're going to be mockers, scoffers. They're going to turn away. And, and uh, we, you know, we, we're going to do everything in our power. We're going to try to rescue those that we can rescue. Paul wrote to Timothy, chapter three, second chapter three, verse one said, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good." Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And a little bit later he continues, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being Deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. I'm just going to say that we are seeing spiritual midnight. And while many have fallen asleep, the church is staying ready. We're keeping oil in our lamps. We got blood of the Lamb over our door. We're standing with uh, our shoes on. You see, something's going to happen that night. We got, we got ready because the word had already gone out that the Lord was going to come at midnight. And so here are people that have, they don't have time for the bread to rise. So they have unleavened bread, bread without yeast in it. They have their shoes on. They've taken the lamb that the blood covered their doors and they have eaten that lamb. They made careful, they, they, they were careful not to break any bone because that lamb is a symbol of Jesus Christ that would die on Calvary's cross, but no bone of his body was going to be broken. And Jesus said, you're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And so something was important. Everybody in Israel knew. Wouldn't it have been a tragedy? For somebody to say, well, you know, I'll do this much. We'll we'll put the blood on the doorpost, and we'll we'll uh, knead up some bread. We we'll, you know we'll have it in the bread trough, and we'll do all that. But I think I'm you know this I'm it's I'm tired. It's been a busy day. I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take take a nap. I I think I you know I don't worry. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sleep through anything. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and. I'm going to have a little bit of nap. you got to understand, there's been a lot of pressure on me, you know. And so the light goes out, and somebody goes into sleep, into slow-wave sleep, deep sleep, not conscious of anything that's happening, not able to make any decisions, not able to act or think. And while they're asleep, death strikes homes across Egypt. 
And Moses says, okay, everybody, out of your houses. It's, it's time to go. We're leaving at midnight. Get the kids. We're all, all the kids here. Count, count heads. Let's, let's get everybody lined up. Come on. It's dark. Y'all stay close to my, to my torch here. Stay close because we're getting out of here. You might say, well, that's not such a bad problem because, I mean, after all, that many people, they're going to leave a big path. Everybody know. No, but I'm going to tell you what. It's going to be too late in the morning. Because in the morning, Pharaoh's army is between you and the Israelites. And if you could climb up somewhere and look, you could see the Red Sea open up. But by the time you could get there, Pharaoh's armies marched in and the sea is closed over them and drowned. And the Red Sea separates you now from Israel. I'm just going to say you can't afford to be asleep at midnight. You see, we're doing everything we can. I, I don't even want to confess some things out loud. How sometimes, how discouraging it is when you pour yourself into somebody your time, your money, your heart. And you feel like you've almost got them to safety. You don't, you don't know how, how easy it is for a man of God to say, God, I have failed you. I didn't get them, I didn't get them saved. Whenever you start doing statistics and saying, I think I've lost more than have saved. That's. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. It's there. There's a struggle that goes on when you start to say, God, you, you know, I'm if I'm not if I'm not doing it good enough. Let somebody come here that'll do it right. Well, we're doing everything we can. The Bible says. See, Jude said that. Said there are folks that are already slipping into the flames. And we're hanging over the edge of eternity trying to grab a handful of hair. Grab somebody by the shirt collar. They smell like smoke. The smoke of hell is already swirling up. I heard my, my uncle years ago was preaching the youth camp in Mississippi. I was a young person. That, I, was a, I was a member of youth camp that year. And, uh, and, and, he, and he told a story. He, he was a, a well-known preacher across the fellowship and he said he had been preaching another youth camp. And during the afternoon, he went to his, his room to take a, a nap. And he said he fell asleep and God gave him a dream. And he said in his dream, he saw that youth camp campus. He saw those young people. And he said they were just, it was, you know, wandering around on campus, folk playing softball, all that kind of stuff. And he said then there was a huge open hole in the middle of, the campus and students that were there at camp were walking around he said it was greasy it was slippery around the edge of that hole and he said he 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 said he he looked and he saw them and he saw that was so dangerous he started to run that way and he said he saw smoke coming out and 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 flames of fire and the grease started to bubble and and, and it was and he said he saw young people slip and falling and he was racing trying to reach and grab somebody before it's too late and that's what we do at every conference and camp meeting 
youth camp. We're trying our best to reach and grab somebody before they disappear into the blistering flames of hell. You see, we're, if we're going to care about them, we're going to care about them right now because when we're gone, we're going to forget about them. You know why I can tell you that? Is the Bible says in heaven, there's no sorrow, no tears. If it was my own child that I saw slip from my fingers and plunge into the lake of fire, if I remembered that, I'd probably weep through eternity. But I'm not. Everything's going to be happy over there. We sing about it. Everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. We will shout and sing his praise. Everybody will be happy over there. Mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers will be singing around the throne. In that land where no one ever knows a care. And the Christians of all ages will join in that triumph song. See, I know the old songs. Everybody will be happy over there. Amen. You say, well, well Pastor, it sort of sounds like last week. No, I hadn't, I hadn't got to the finish line. It's midnight, but it hadn't been at the stroke yet of midnight. I had uh, I received the Holy Ghost five days before my 10th birthday. And uh, my sister had not yet received the Holy Ghost. One night I had a dream. And, uh, you know, God tailored the dream for a 10-year-old. And uh, in my dream, my family was out in the front of our port outside our house, our porch, a little old house out in the country, and and uh, if I described it, you wouldn't want to live there. Uh, but uh, my dad had built a porch across the front and a porch across the back, just an open porch uh, across the whole length of the house. And if that sounds big, it was a four-room house, so <laughs> it wasn't really a big porch. But we were all out in the, in the front yard peach trees around us and we're just standing close to the porch but we, you had to be out from under the roof of the porch to go up in the rapture I had a bag with my basketball in it I wanted to take that and uh, but my sister was sitting on the porch in a chair and we were saying we're calling her name said come on hurry hurry because Jesus is fixing to come hurry and come and get and and uh, it was it was no concern just sitting on the porch and i remember in in the dream now you know god knows how all this happens whatever but in my dream it was almost like in my body almost like feeling the vibrations of the sound of a trumpet and in my dream felt myself going through the air and i heard singing and I thought here are angels singing in a moment I'm going to see heaven and but before I saw heaven my eyes opened and and I heard my dad in the kitchen singing and getting ready but I was so troubled by it I told my mother and she said we're going to have to pray then for your sister 
get the Holy Ghost. And we did, and she did. Because you see, he's going to come and he's not going to tarry. He's not going to wait. When he comes, you see, now we can leave last week with last week. And we can leave all, all what's going to happen to folks left behind with last week. Here's what I'm about to tell us today. It's midnight, all right. It's midnight. It's dark. It's dark here in Egypt. But we got the blood on the doorpost. We got the, we got the, the lamb. I'll tell you what, we've ingested his word. We're filled with his spirit. We've been baptized in his name. We, we, we've got the hope of glory in our hearts. The one reason we do, I'm, you know, I debate with myself probably more than, I mean, I, I question myself more than you do. Okay, Pastor, what, you going to go back again? You talking about the rapture last week? Talk about it again? You going to just wear everybody out? And, um, you know what the Bible said? We're supposed to comfort each other with these words that he's coming back. We, we're, we're supposed to keep repeating this. If you see, if you, if you forget that he's coming back, you might get comfortable here. You might just start trying to stockpile all of your treasures here and not have anything on the other side. You, you better start putting something over there on the other side. There, there needs to be a better hope over there than there is right here. Because one day, folks, whether we like it or not, it's like that game we used to play hide and seek and we'd count to 100 and say, come in, ready or not. It don't matter whether you got hid good or not. It's time that the you know the count is finished amen y'all guys get ready to help me here in a minute because i'm going to tell you what the scripture said for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel trump of god shall sound the dead in christ won't you stand with me dead in christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Bible said in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. I don't want to digress, but for folks that's been thinking that the rapture's been taking place for 2,000 years, I just don't agree. I believe it's going to be in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. I think the dead in Christ is going to rise, for, and, we're going to be, and we're going to rise with them, to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to meet the Lord when they do. If I've messed up somebody's day, we'll sit down and talk about it.